Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. From behind home plate, your Orioles talk. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, the Ravens win, the Orioles lose, and then lose some more. So does the Ravens win change our attitude towards the Ravens season? And does the Orioles losing mean it's finally time to pronounce this team dead? All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stirring host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zany Burt Rohde. I'll tell everyone right now this Orioles season is deader than Georgie Denbro. And the button lover, Josh Rocha. So you're finally catching up on the uh, book, or did you just <laughs> skip right to the movie? Uh, I'm more than halfway done the book, referring to Stephen King's It, and I'm going to try to see the movie this Thursday. Good, good. that means you have I want to go, and Mandy won't go with me to see it. I've Emily, convinced, Emily won't go with me. I've convinced Laura to go with me. I'm shocked uh, that Laura, because he, he has an issue with does, clowns. Yeah, yeah. He, hasn't, he hasn't explained to her what it is. Is no, she, she where the clowns are involved? We've been watching the 1990 uh, miniseries. Uh, it came on uh, Spike uh, well, TV, so I DVR'd well, it. Well, see, that thing, I watched that on my plane ride, oh, which i got to tell you guys about my plane ride. Scariest plane ride ever. Okay. Put a pin in that. So hold on to that. <laughs> Don't forget because it is because we're not talking Orioles for a little while at least. <laughs> Let's just say the, the plane could the plane could have crashed and I would have not been as scared. Okay. <laughs> so we'll just put it at that. Well, when you're dead, usually no one's scared. But speaking of scared, the uh, we're also joined watched, by the intern. Oh, watched, yeah. <laughs> that's scary. Hello. Isn't that where you're going? Speaking of scared, no, I was just yeah. going you, you tricked Lar because that that Stephen King TV miniseries is not scary at all. Yeah, the scariest part about that is not the clown. It's it's just like there's a one part where uh, Bev goes back to her old apartment and she's greeted by the nice, kindly old lady who turns into like a horrible dead looking witch thing like that's the only scary part you you don't think when the clown is in the drain and he spins around in a circle as he goes down the drain <laughs> no that's scary see i thought no. The, no. Oh, i thought it was scary when belch got like bent in half and sucked down the whole the, the pipe or whatever that was yeah. that freaked me out a little bit but uh yeah I, I i she's she's all in she'll go see it but she's also we're, we're talking about my wife here she has now started walking every morning and now that school's starting, she has to get up like extra early, like five sure. thirty. It's still dark. It's dark till about quarter after six every morning. Yeah. And uh, so she's. We have a, a couple sewer pipes around our house. Oh, yeah. Keep an eye out for clowns. I do like. I do yeah. like the little 
viral pranks that are going around, like yes. people tying red balloons to sewers. <laughs> yeah, that's I, funny. Did you see I the guy? There was somebody had a handheld video of in the movie theater to see it, and there was a guy in the theater dressed like Pennywise, <laughs> and this one uh, African American woman was not having it. <laughs> not having Pennywise in, in the theater. She was cursing him out. <laughs> said, you get the f out of this theater. I don't want to see no clown in this theater. <laughs> That's funny. So, yes, I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. I'm hoping to do it by Thursday. We'll see. Um, but, Josh, you almost died. You went to California this week, and you almost died. I didn't say I almost died. Oh. I said scariest moment ever. So I spent last week in San Diego. I went to Petco Park, which was a cool experience, uh, to go and check out another stadium, check another one off the list. And it is a nice stadium. Who played? Who The, the Padres played who? I, the Cardinals. Okay. They played the Cardinals. Nice. It was a high-scoring game. Petco Park. Petco Park. Na- named after the Petco Company? It is. Uh, that's outrageous. That uh, uh, a company that just gives treats to pets could have that much money to buy stadium rights. Yeah. And then there's two of them because there's also PetSmart yeah. and Petco, which are two different massive warehouses of pet supplies. People love their pets way too much. My grocery store, the Y Supermarket by my house, has two aisles for pet supplies in a grocery store. I was looking at this, and Josh, we'll get to your plane right in a second. <laughs> I was looking at the hard, uh, Hurricane Harvey's, something that happened in Texas. At what, at what point do we name hurricanes after sponsors? <laughs> you know, the Hurricane pet, Petco. The, the Petco Hurricane. <laughs> and and it, was, uh, it was some news site, and it said, like, top ten I- images of Hurricane Harvey. And seven of them were dogs. Like that's the last like dogs who are kind of left by themselves yeah, in yeah, the yeah. rain. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the lasting image that's supposed to tear my heartstrings. I don't care about those dogs. No offense to all you dog lovers out there, but I don't care about that. And 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 yeah, and yeah. there was a nice sweet little baby who was number ten. A baby, a stranded baby was number ten, but one through seven were dogs. How is that fair? I I almost tweeted. I am getting annoyed at the dog thing. I was afraid I was going to offend too many people, but I so I bit my tongue. So I'm going to say it on this podcast. I'm getting a little tired of the dog. Hurricane tweets. I mean, yeah, I, 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 am not feeling. I tell you what, if my house is sorry, if my house is burning down, number one, I'm going for my wife. Then I'm going back for Silas, my my little son, the human son, the human son, and then I'm going for my baseball glove because I really like it. (laughs) And if I have time, I'll go back for the cat. Yeah, yes, but he's kind of on his own. I agree. (laughs) I agree. And I, I, yes. To see like the Facebook GoFundMe's to raise money to take care of the oh, dogs. Give me a break. Yeah. They're dogs. Yeah. Put it down and get a new one. There's yeah. plenty like, of them out you there. You guys know I, uh, <laughs> I caught a lot of vitriol when I went <laughs> on a rant about how much I hate dogs on this show before. There are so many people listening right now that are yes. so pissed off at us oh, right now. We're losing. We're hitting oh. unsubscribe as we speak. Yeah. No, we are distracting them from the Orioles. They need that. Yeah. All right, so you're playing Back right, to the playwright. Right, Sorry, Josh. Josh. Stay focused here. Right. Stay focused. So I went to San Diego to uh, – I worked all week in San Diego, went to a big tech conference, uh, see, like, stuff of the future. and Nerd. I had lots of meetings <laughs> about uh, 4K uh, broadcasting, which the Blue Jays do and no other baseball team is doing right now. The new Apple TV is going to be 4K. Yeah, that's what I hear. And then I, I – When can said, people watch us in VR? I, have, I, I, I have, don't know. I did have a VR experience. Where since I design theaters, I did a demo where I wear the VR goggles and in the VR move, like world, I could build my own theater and choose like screen size and oh, yeah? lay out my seats. And that, I was impressed. I haven't done VR before. That I was want pretty cool. people to, be able to join this podcast room via VR. 
that that's coming probably sooner than we want. So when we want to have a, a, a guest on the show, they don't need to drive to Arnold to the Section 356 studio, yeah. but they'll be like a hologram sitting on the other side of the table. I want oh, all our I, listeners crammed you know in what? here with holograms. Holograms everywhere. That'd be amazing. Yeah, see, Cram them all in here. No, you missed. Bert just realized the agenda. It's because he doesn't want to drive down here. He wants to just put on his goggles and be here. I would love that. That would be amazing. Yeah, it would be amazing. Um, most of my uh, meetings were on voice control and using your voice to control your house. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. You're a big fan of that. Yeah, I got Alexa working here, but we were talking about next generation stuff. Mm. Much, much better than Alexa. So it was a cool uh, week, but extremely busy. So my day ended on Friday. Did, did, did I miss the plane ride story? I'm getting to that. So my, <laughs> day, my day ended on Friday, and after a long week, I thought it'd be wise to take the red eye home. That's the so, one where you leave the West Coast at night and then arrive on the East Coast the yeah, next morning. Yeah. So well, it I'm leaves, not familiar with these plane riding terms. It leaves okay. the West Coast at 11 p.m. and it arrives at 6:45 in the morning. Okay. So my goal was to sleep on the plane. Sure. And I did that for a few hours. It gets dark. I would imagine most people do that in red eye. Sure. How long yeah. was the flight? It was it direct. It's like four four hour and a half hours. Okay. okay. So I slept for about two hours. Nice Maybe two hours, 15, and then I woke up, and I'm kind of half awake, half asleep, and then my chair's lean back, and then I hear this noise as 10 times louder than probably it's about to play right in my ear. Whoa. That's a little disturbing. A lady screaming. Pennywise? Like someone just kicked her off the plane, like out the door, like the just, loudest It was scream random out of nowhere? I've ever heard. Out of nowhere, uh-huh, yeah. cabin lights go flying on. Oh, oh, Stewardess yeah. come running back. It's on. Every, what happened? Everyone woke up. Everyone's staring at this lady. What happened? I am shaking. I'm visibly shaking <laughs> because it was right in my ear. Yeah. And finally, I calmed down for a second. Did, and I did say, someone have a gun? I say, "Are you okay?" And she doesn't respond. <gasps> She's all in the, shock. All the stewardess come over. Yeah. Four of them are now huddled around and saying, "Is everything okay? Who was that? Who was that?" No one says anything. We're all staring at this blonde lady who right. st- sat right behind me. She, she just dead? sat there. But no. She's quiet. She yeah. just sat there quiet like she didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Her friend was sitting next to her, acted like she didn't know what was going on, <gasps> and they refused to admit that that lady screamed the scream of death <laughs> and woke everyone up in the, in the airplane. Scream of death. I then had another hour and a half of my flight. You know how much sleep I got for that next hour and a half? <laughs> I didn't get any. I was still shaken up about it when I got off the plane. From so, that scream? Yeah. So you would have rather your plane crashed than to have this woman I scream? thought he was going to say he had like turbulence. No, or I'm saying yeah. I've, I've had bad turbulence. I've been in planes where they're going all over the place with turbulence. It is not as scary as being woken up at four in the morning to some lady screaming in your ear. She probably yeah, had a nightmare and woke up screaming. That's disturbing. No, it she was, had night terrors. It was so night disturbing. Yeah. She... Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but she should not be on an airplane, and I don't know if I'll ever fly again because of this lady. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. You, we can wear up. some head plugs. Head plugs? Ear plugs. They call them head plugs. <laughs> head, head, <laughs> you can plug every orifice right. in your face and call it a head plug. I don't know. Write I, that one down. I don't, know, I don't know if some noise-canceling uh, headphones would have would have stopped this scream. It was unbelievable. Bert, what, what has been your worst uh, plane experience? Uh, I can't think of any that I've had, except for maybe, this is as bad as it gets for me, is if you have the window seat and they got the air conditioning blasting and it's still hot, you get a little drip from the air conditioner, water, like a 
moisture. What yeah. is it? A little drips. Condensation. Condensation. So sure. you get a little water dripping on you. Yeah, that's a form of torture in some countries. It's about as bad as it gets for me. I, I've, I've never had a bad flight experience. I'm a good flyer. I'm a big boy. I got sick once. Ew, on a plane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's no good. I got a story once where my cousin uh, visited me in Nashville, and I was dropping her back at the airport to fly back to Baltimore. And this was before 9-11, so you could go sit and wait at the gate with your guests, you know? Sure, yeah. And she had gotten food poisoning from the night before and was puking her guts out, like had a bag in her lap and everything. that was me. Before she even got on the plane, That was me too, yeah. She was big time sick. And meanwhile, I'm checking my watch because McDonald's stopped serving breakfast at 1030. She's crying and puking. I'm like, like, how long do I have to sit here? Case, you just got to suck it up and get on the plane. (laughs) McDonald's stopped serving breakfast. I got to go. Can't hang out here on gate B12 much longer. Yeah, I was going from Maui to Honolulu, just a 30-minute flight, but I couldn't stop throwing up on the flight. And it felt, ga- it felt bad for the guy sitting next to me. That's a bad one, too, yeah. So I, I turned next to him, and he said, I'm sorry. And he, he he just hands me his barf bag and doesn't say a word. Just hands <laughs> me a little barf bag. It's all right, a, thanks. That's a guy who's been there before. Yeah. No. Sympathizer. No, it. it's not a sympathizer. It's, I do the same thing. I want nothing to do with yeah, that. Yeah, he, seemed, he <laughs> seemed a little bit annoyed. annoyed. Not, I would be changing my seat if yeah. there was any available seats. I'd... I'd hate to talk about the Orioles on this show. Well, I thought, this game is a disaster. Yeah, Are you watching this? I thought you were going to say things that make me sick. It's only one to nothing. So the disaster has nothing to do with the score. But we've already seen Wellington Castillo take a Caleb Joseph shot to the groin. We've seen uh, Mark Trumbo basically just hand the ball to the uh, to the fans right. when it was in play for a, a, a ground rule triple. And now Darwin Barney's... <laughs> Slid way too early into third base and basically crawled and to still, third base. And still was safe. And still was safe. And yeah, it, now it's two to nothing. And it's two nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and we've just been half watching. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I have to keep my eyes on it. I'm so annoyed and frustrated and sick of these, these Orioles. It's, all in this past week, I've gone from optimistic yeah. to kind of apathetic to now hostile toward, toward <laughs> this team. And, and we can get into it in a minute. You, do, you guys, do you guys want to talk about the Ravens first to start, to start on a positive note? Or do you want to jump right in the Orioles? We're going to talk Ravens. The All Ravens right. had a good game. So that means we're going to end the show on a negative note. I'm, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant. You're willing because, to do that? Yeah, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit done. All right, I'll say... I'm all in on the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. I know I've been, I came in very pessimistic last week. And I, I still am pessimistic about the Ravens season. But uh, yesterday's win against the Bengals, I think it was huge. Uh it wasn't so much an offensive performance by any means. I think all of our scores came off of turnovers, or at least most of them did, uh, where the Bengals pretty much gave us the ball in on our on their side of the field. Yeah, where we the one Flacco passing play, the slant to Jeremy Macklin was forty eight yards. Yep, that was a big play. That was best play of the, the game offensively, yeah. at least. Yeah. Um, and and really, they had a lead the entire game, so they didn't have to show anything other than just pound the ball with the run and wear down the Bengals' defense uh, and run down the clock, and they had the game won. The biggest impressive thing, and I don't know if it's overshadowed by whether the Bengals and Andy Dalton sucked or our defense was on point. Four yeah. interceptions? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. four interceptions. I don't, we, we didn't have four interceptions last year, I feel like. I'm not sure if Joe made four completions yesterday, but that, we got four interceptions. Yeah, the defense was awesome, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and that's the thing going into this season. We knew the defense had the chance to be a really good defense, and they showed. like They played excellent yesterday, uh, so that was fun to watch. 
uh, made things exciting. A lot of Dalton's picks came from he was getting rushed. Like he had to make some throws in a rush when he wasn't necessarily prepared, and they were getting tipped. They were uh, bad throws. Uh, it was it was a good thing to watch. It was fun. Yeah, you should check out the film study podcast with Kevin <laughs> Cusick for the entire breakdown. There's the yeah. plug. I tell you what, and you say the most impressive thing was defense. Hard to argue with that. Uh, for for me, the, the most impressive thing was the the play calling. Last year, Joe Flacco threw more passes than anyone else in football. I mean, this was a the past two years. This has been like a pass first, right. pass happy team. And there was one point I was watching the game eleven straight times they they ran the ball. Yeah, especially at the end of the game. Yeah, like this is they committed even on like third and three and third and four they committed to to, to running. West had nineteen carries. Uh, Buck Allen had twenty one carries. That commitment to 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 running the football to say, hey, we understand what this team is. We understand Joe Flacco is not. First of all, he's been out all preseason, but we understand he's not. You know the end all be all. He's not uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. He's not elite. I I didn't say that. Okay, all right. but he's just Joe Flacco. And so uh, to have the offense predicated on a run game was just so refreshing. And to see the Orioles, uh, Orioles, to see the Ravens get the lead and then just pound the ball down their throat was just refreshing. The one thing I'm concerned about this defense and. Uh, the Ravens, as, as much a lot of people talked about this, the Ravens started off the year with a shutout two other seasons, 2006 and 2009. Uh, or no, didn't start the season, but 2009 was the last shutout. Right, but began the season week right. one with a shutout, 2006, where they went to the playoffs. Some people say that I think that was a 13 and three team. Some people say that was the best team the Ravens have had since 2000, even though we won the Super Steve Bowl in 2012. Mayer. Yeah, um, but in and, and 2000, of course, we know what happened then. Uh, so, so that's impressive. Do, are you guys concerned with? One of the things that made those defenses special, though, was not just a great defense. It was playmakers. Yes. Um, I don't know if we see those same types of playmakers. Like, there's no Ed Reed on Except, the field. We saw a little bit of that yesterday. We saw Webb back into his natural position, where and he played really well after a frustrating season last season. Yeah. And the big thing is Terrell Suggs looked like he was Terrell oh, Suggs wow. from five yeah. years ago. Th- that was really surprising. That's, that's your playmaker right that there really is, is T-Sizzle. Yeah, and there was an interesting play. With, it seemed a little bit like those old school Ravens teams because once they had the interception, they, I mean, they, they turned up field immediately um, and, were, and, were, and were trying to gain some yards. There was a one um, in, in, in uh, when they threw it to C.J. Mosley. When C.J. Mosley right. got the Caught it in the end zone. In the end zone. Like six yards deep in the end zone, clearly you're supposed to take a knee. Like, to, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, people everywhere, and he runs it out for 27 yards. And so that that mentality of the second I catch it, I'm on offense. That's an old school Ravens mentality. Yeah, and th- and that was cool to see. Yeah, there. Uh, and the defense was aggressive, but the defense there were no, there was nothing tricky on the defense. They just played straight up with the with the Bengals, uh, which means there's a lot left in that playbook that we didn't have to use on Sunday. Yeah, the uh, there were there wasn't necessarily a big name playmaker, but each of those four interceptions came from four different guys. Yeah, uh, with uh, Jimmy Smith and C.J. Mosley, number one uh, first round draft picks. Yeah, you know, making big plays, stepping up. Uh, it's only week one. Yeah, I I have to restrain myself from getting too excited because the Ravens started three and zero last year. Yeah. we'll all remember, and then the season went down the toilet. But. Uh, the defense might not have an Ed Reed. I mean, Terrell Suggs, like you said, is the biggest name on there probably. Uh, but by committee, you know, being only week one, it, there might be some superstars emerging. Yeah, oh, absolutely, because this is a young defense. Yeah. Right? It's a defense everyone talked up, but I wasn't a true believer because there's a lot of these names are unknown. 
But but now to watch them play, and we'll see if they if they keep it up. It's so like you look at week one. It's so bizarre. I mean, you have um, who, who's that team in Los Angeles? Um, the, the Rams, Rams just putting up 45 in front like, of an empty right. stadium. Right. Right. No one, one cares. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you have Kansas City blow, blowing out the Patriots. You just have all these kind of bizarre uh, yeah, week weeks. One's, week one's a hard so time it's hard to, judge. to Yeah, it's hard to judge anything. But the Ravens the Ravens have a pretty good week two and three. Week two is the Browns. Browns yeah. Which they looked – Browns looked good yesterday, we'll but they're them. the Browns. We'll crush them, yeah. Right. Um, what was the, that was the stat going around yesterday that Cleveland Indians now have more straight wins than the Browns have had in the past four years. <laughs> or Total. that Ben Roethlisberger has yeah. more wins in Cleveland than any oh, Cleveland right. quarterback. He is the winning quarterback yeah, yeah. at Cleveland yeah. Stadium, yeah, including right. the Cleveland quarterbacks. Um, the, the cool thing, too, about the defense yesterday uh, was when the Bengals had the ball in the red zone and they turned it over. Again, I, it's hard to tell right now whether that's because – Dalton is terrible or because our defense is right, that good. Good luck, a tip pass. Because as yeah. soon as that happens, I'm like, all right, well, there goes the shutout. Right. And then they turn it around, and then they're able to hold on to zero points the entire game. And then, you know, you get a 20 to nothing lead. The Bengals can't kick a field goal because it's not going to do anything for them. They need the, the – it was four-down territory. They need a touchdown. And it just kept them out of the end zone altogether. Yeah, and uh, – but, yeah, they've got week two with the Browns. Week three is the Jags in London. And then week four is the Steelers. That's the next big real test, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, Browns are going to be a win, and the Jags game will be a test on travel, not really on the, the Jags. Yeah, those Eng- England games are funny, though. You never really know. I, yeah, I, Jaguars handled the Texans pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're improving, but they're still the Jags. I did order a new Ravens jersey last week. Oh, did yeah? You? Who'd you yeah. go with? Who would you go with? Who, who if he says Justin Tucker, I'm I'm walking out of the studio no, right now. No, I decided I decided to go with a uh, defensive guy, C.J. Mosley. I did not go with Mosley because uh, I went with a young guy. Decided I was going with a rookie. Oh, a rookie! I went with a rookie. Humphrey. No, it wasn't Humphrey. Oh. Intern actually knew a rookie. You two are staring at me because <laughs> you guys don't know rookies. No, I don't. Well, because you host this uh, film yeah. studies show yeah, now. You know yeah. everybody. I went with, he knows on the practice squad. I do know a lot of. I do know so much more about the Ravens than I. <laughs> I'm surprised you know about. the Keenan Reynolds. I'm surprised you're contractually allowed to talk about the Ravens on this show. I yeah. went with. Uh, I went with Bowser. Okay. Oh, uh, he's got a good last name. I, he's got name. a good last name. Yeah, Bowser. It's, thought it was a good jersey, yeah. so I yeah. went on one of those foreign jersey ripoff sites and ordered uh, me a new jersey. Is it purple? I went with the Nike Color Rush, which didn't make sense since Bowser didn't play on the Nike Color Rush last year. Are they not doing that this year? I don't know. But either way, I said, I've got black, I've got purple, I've got white. I'm going to get the Nike Color Rush. Just be prepared that the purple is going to be a slightly <laughs> right, it'll different be slightly off of purple. Purple, slightly <laughs> off gold, but it'll be good enough. It'll look good on the podcast. It'll uh, be uh, stitched on, right? That's what the foreign ones yeah, are. Yeah, the foreign ones are good quality, just not quite there. <laughs> Not it's like, quite it's legal. Like, yeah, it's just a little <laughs> cockeyed. Just a little twisted. I'll be inter- when's it coming? Are you going to have it by next week? Uh, I don't know because it's those, <laughs> it's those knockoff sites, so yeah. who knows how long it takes. You get it when you get it. Exactly. <laughs> but I wasn't going to spend 200 bucks for a football jersey. Yeah, it's a hard sell, at least right now. If, if the Ravens uh, have a good season and make the playoffs – I might invest in a new one, but I'm perfectly fine wearing my Ed Reed jersey still. Told you, my, my last jersey is a Haloti Nada Super Bowl jersey. Yeah. And if the Ravens go to the Super Bowl, I will then go buy an official jersey again. Now, does that make us fair fair weather fans? No, it makes us, I want to invest with the Super Bowl patch. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you my put, rule. You put on I, the, I have a 
My last one was a Ray Lewis, and the same with with the Orioles too. I'll buy an Orioles jersey. Um, yeah, if you put on that when they get to the World Series, if you put on that Super Bowl or that World Series patch, I mean, we're it's talking about 150 bucks. Yeah, I'm not spending a couple hundred bucks for right. for just a jersey. No, and I'm not going to do something. Right, and I'm not buying the fake ones. Then I'm getting the official one. I'm not being the one of the guys that buys the patch and sews it onto my existing jersey. I don't want to buy an Orioles jersey until 2020 when Under Armour takes over the rebranding of them. That's right. I, I'm totally with you there. Unless the Orioles go to the World Series, then I'll go buy my. Uh, if the Orioles go this year, who do you buy? This year, they're not going this year. I'm just saying, just putting it out there because, it, because if I ask you who are you buying in two years if they win the World Series, there's no one that we know on the team in 2020. Dylan Bundy. If it's still possible, I'm going with the Manny Machado jersey. <laughs> if right. it's not possible, I'm probably not going with any jersey at all. I think right. you know what. There's there's a couple things besides the World Series. If they sign Manny Machado to a ten year deal, seven ten year deal, then it's worth buying a Machado jersey. That's also a, a, a landmark point. Yeah, I agree. If it's Under Armour, sure. I'm down. But yeah, yeah, wait till 2020. Yes, you're right. We <laughs> got to still wait for 2020 for the Under Armour change. The most annoying thing in the world to me would be if the Orioles go to the World Series year before the Under Armour takeover, and then I have to buy a majestic jersey that will be outdated. <laughs> That'd be so annoying. I'll be so pissed. So annoying. It Why? won't it be worth it? I'll say I don't want. I wish we didn't go to the World Series because Why? of this. Why do they? Why do they announce this so far off? Yeah. It's like, got to hurt jersey sales. It's got to hurt jersey sales. Like, Apple's smart. They don't announce a new iPhone until, like, a week before but it comes out. How many people like us even care? Are there a lot of people That's like true. us who care? I, I, you know what? We might be the only I ones think we're that weird. know that, know that Under Armour. Do you care? No, I think it's most people don't know. Yeah. It's like it's like when my, it's like like when when your parents buy the new iPhone in August, when all the tech people know it comes out in September for the new one. And oh, yeah, yeah, people yeah. just don't know that but like, in 2020 Under Armour. But so, even if so everyone we're knew, our, we're doing our civic duty. Even I think, if everyone knew who would care, they would. Duty. People in Baltimore, maybe. Well, yeah. Who else is buying an Oriole jersey? But I think jerseys in general, right? Because isn't all jerseys? Yeah, yeah. So the people in New York will care about the Yankee jerseys, right? But they won't care that Under Armour is making them as opposed to a different company. Yeah, they will. It's I think not so. About the I think brand. it's a big deal. It's not a, when I, Nike took over the football jerseys. It was yeah, a big deal. It's not they about, changed them a little bit. It's not about the brand. It's, about, it's about, about the it's about the change in the jersey. They change it. They're going to adjust the the it's look the or the style. style. No, gonna, Under got, Armour changes it. They're going to yeah, change it. I've, I don't got, know. I've got a Nike jersey for football and a and a uh, Reebok jersey for football. So you guys are different. So you guys just waiting for a new style? Is that what you guys waiting for? I mean, we're not going to the World Series. So what else is there to wait for? Wait, you're waiting for the Under Armour brand for the brand. Yes, nobody cares about the. Brand. You got the stock? No. Under Armour stock? No. No. Th- things went, it, th- it didn't no. go well for me. <laughs> that, that, that discussion I, that, wasn't about brand at all. That ship You're way sailed. off. <laughs> that Emily put the kibosh on that? Yeah. <laughs> ship has sailed. <laughs> That's some. Well, anyway. So, uh, home game next week. Browns are coming. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going, but I'll watch it on television. You're going to go tailgate? So, so Bert has went to. Went from I'm not, I don't know if I'm even watching the Ravens this year <laughs> to no. one week to I'm all in let's go right no. wasn't it just last After week one we week. had the discussion yeah. that we don't care he, about yeah, football he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't care well uh, take a twenty to nothing win against a division opponent on the road and it yeah. changes a man I know I agree I'm I'm excited about I'm I'm pretty excited about this Ravens season too now but I again I'm restraining <laughs> myself because it's only week one and we started three and zero last year and around week eight I was out yeah all right. you refuse to be happy I I. I, no, I, I I gave myself happiness back because I got my Sunday afternoons back by not watching the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, no Costco trip this week. I did not go to Costco. I went to Costco on Friday instead. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, a once a week 
Costco kind of guy. That's so weird. I love Costco. <laughs> but the whole point of, I, thought, I thought of Costco is you buy in bulk. So you only have to go like once every three months because you buy in bulk. How can you buy in bulk? Once right, because you, I have a family of five and I have to make school lunches uh, for three people. And I uh, yeah, we cook at home a lot. Right. So the food goes about quick. Right. <laughs> Fine. Hey, while, while we're on this topic real quick before we move on to the I think oils, you just described a normal grocery store trip, not a Costco trip. I, well, we go through a lot of food a week. I don't know what to tell you. It's a giant box of eggs, a giant box of... Uh, uh, String cheeses and gogurts and things you put in kids' lunches, juice boxes. You, I don't, Dude, I don't I, even know your whole I, list. You don't even go in the whole but list. That stuff goes by quick. All right, fine. But, but I got a gogurts question. Yeah. Do you put them in the fridge or the freezer? Fridge. Oh, see, we're a freezer family. That's weird. No, because then if you put them in the kids' lunch, they melt perfectly for lunchtime. Or if you eat them out of the freezer, they're like a popsicle. I, I don't eat them. Tell they're you. my kids' food. I'm never going to buy my kid gogurt. Go never going to do it. Well, it's not Gogurt. It's the it's a stupid name. It's the organic knockoff. Okay. Well, is. either way, I'm not gonna. It's better have a better name than Gogurt for for, for me to buy it. I One more. Uh, I got a Ravens question. The chat room here. Jacob Rock asks. Oh, he wants to talk sports. Okay. Here's a better Thanks. question. If the Ravens win the Super Bowl this year, what jersey do you get? First of all, I don't appreciate the dig. Here's a better question. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it, it Josh already mentioned that he bought a knockoff jersey. I but, bought a knockoff. But, but I'll if buy, you buy a legit jersey, if they go to the Super Bowl. Uh, it depends. It depends. I might replace my Bowser jersey if he makes a difference. It's, it, it's all on who it is. Right now, I think it'd have to be Terrell Suggs. One, one week in and we're talking right. Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> 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 If we shut out everybody all season long. Don't worry. February, we'll be talking World Series. <laughs> uh, I I could definitely make a decision on it. It's going to be on the defensive side of the ball, and it's going to be one of these guys who's uh, making a name for himself, whether it's a Jimmy Smith or a Brandon Carr or CJ Mosley. CJ Mosley. Yeah. Mosley's going to be Brandon Williams, for a while. nice player, yeah. Um, who had the other interception? There were four. Webb. Carr. Webb. Webb, Carr. Sorry, Webb, Webb did. Yeah. Yeah. Webb, it looked, it was a Terrell Suggs tip. That went like skyrocketing oh, straight but, up in the yeah, air. It was an outfielder's ball. And he just waited for it. Webb just waited for it to fall down. But it, what it looked like in real time when I saw it, because Webb came rushing in from the bottom of the screen, it looked like Webb tipped it and then waited for himself to catch his own <laughs> tip. That would have been sweet. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a fun game. Yeah. All right. Ready to get some Orioles? Yeah, because uh, just last week, Matt, you said you were going to stick with this team until they're mathematically eliminated. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, ab- I'm done. I'm serious. Sure. I'm done with them. I'm telling you, Mandy gets on to me all the time because she says, you always say you love this team, you hate this team in the middle of a game. And it's because this team is so frustrating. Yeah. They look just ridiculous out there sometimes, and they look like they're not even trying sometimes when they're up at the plate. And I don't know how you go to an August where you are hitting the cover off the ball September comes and you cannot find the ball. Yeah, and I'm not even at this point. Something happened uh, this past week that really, because I was setting my expectations re- relatively low to be not disappointed. I even tweeted out before the Cleveland series, like win one. That's all. And end the Indians losing streak. Yeah, and then or winning streak. I mean, yeah, and then and 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 they lost all of them. And I'm 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 at the point. Where I see the Orioles up, I see Mark, Mark Trumbo not even like getting out. I just see Mark Trumbo walking to the batter's box, and I'm pissed off. I don't know why. I'm just like <laughs> pissed off. And there's something that happened this past week that I think that 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 for me it was kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back. What's that? September fifth, Jason Aquino, yeah, was designated for assignment, right, to call up 
Austin Hayes. This, right. this is it for me. Okay, I want to unpack this for a second. <laughs> why, why do we need another outfielder? Well, let's start with Jason Aquino. A left-handed starting pitcher. Sounds like it'd be nice to have. Yeah, we have one. His name's Jeremy Hellickson, and he's awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jason Aquino is 24 years old th- this year. Has an ERA. Um, let me let me look well, here. Why? Of around four at AAA at 24. Okay. He's a I kid. am shocked. No one picked him up when, when they DFA'd right. him. But I'm shocked that they DFA'd him. And here's what. And that's, like, annoying to me because it's another Parker Bridwell scenario in my mind going mm-hmm. through. Like, at least, I don't know. Zach Davies. But, but, but the thing that really makes it even, even 100 times worse is they called up Austin Hayes. Austin Hayes is 21 years old. Right. And, what was the rush with Austin Hayes? Here's the thing. If you think Austin Hayes <laughs> can provide a spark to your team, I'm okay with it. Because you know what? In September, Seth Smith is hitting under 200. Mark Trumbull is hitting 200. And you know what? They both suck at the outfield, too. So if you want to bring Austin Hayes to play right field and give a spark to your team, I say, <laughs> go do it. But here's what the Orioles did. Can you guys just, just let this sink in for a second? Here's what the Orioles did. They DFA'd Jason Aquino because they had to take him off the 40-man roster to make room for Austin Hayes. Jason Aquino could have got picked up by any other team. Thank mm-hmm. goodness he didn't, but he could have got picked up by any team. Meanwhile, meanwhile, now Austin Hayes is on the 40-man roster, which means he can never come off the 40-man roster because he would have to clear waivers. So now he's on your 40-man roster, and he's not going anywhere. He has to always be there when you could have waited an entire year before you put him back on that 40-man roster. But now he's taking up a roster spot. And you know what else? If all that's not bad enough, there's a thing called arbitration. And the second you, you, you get caught to the majors, your arbitration clock starts. And the sooner you're in arbitration, the sooner you become a free agent. All for what? For Austin Hayes, been up here a week, has three at-bats. Austin Hayes been here for a week, and he has three at-bats. Right, he got so his you, first start yesterday. So you take up a roster spot. You uh, start his clock. You put another guy on waivers, a good young pitcher. All for three at bats, it makes zero sense. It's so stupid on so many levels that the only conclusion one can reach, the only conclusion that one can reach, is Dan Duquette and Buck Showalter are doing two different things. Because this is a Dan Duquette move, and Buck Showalter's like, okay, fine, I'm not gonna play him though. But you can make the move, Dan, if you want. But I'm not gonna play him. And I'm sick of Dan Duquette and Buck Showalter not being on the same page. I'm sick of the Orioles doing stupid things, and I'm done with it. Meanwhile, I got Austin Hayes, a minor league stud batting 330 wherever he plays, riding the bench, and I got to watch Mark Trumbull here every day. Why? You know what I'm sick of? I'm sick of highly priced uh, uh, veterans playing baseball because Buck Showalter will never sit someone who's a veteran and is making a lot of money. He'll sit young kids, but he won't sit veterans who've been around, who's been around a while and are making a lot of money. I don't care if Mark Trumbull hits 150 for the rest of the season. Mark Trumbull is playing every day because he's a veteran and he's making money. I'm sick of it. You're getting some likes in the chat room. It's ridiculous. It makes no sense. I have to see Seth Smith batting under 200. Why? Because he's a veteran making money. Meanwhile, the better players, uh, that's why the hotter players, are sitting on the bench just taking, just getting close to arbitration time. Holding up a roster spot for no reason. He, I mean, if you're not going to play Austin Hayes, fine. Keep him in the minus for another year. He's not holding up a roster spot. 
and he's not using up his arbitration time. Man, it's so stupid. And Yo. that's why. And that was like, for me, I'm done. I'm I'm sick of I'm sick of Buck Showalter. I'm sick of Daniel Kett not on the same page. I'm sick of watching it. Right, you're not sick of them individually. You're sick of it not not seeming like they're both trying to do the same thing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sick of watching Mark Trumbull play every day when he shouldn't play every day. When just we have other just look at the, the second inning of this game in Toronto I'm, tonight. What frustrated me in this right week field is what's frustrated me for the past two weeks of Buck not playing like every game is like you're in or you're going to be knocked out of it. Like there's no short leash. There's no, it, there's they are not playing like they're the, there's their seats on fire, they're right on that. They're, they've had opportunity after opportunity to take advantage because no one's good in this in this division, and they are just not doing it. And and Cleveland, we all knew they were going to get swept by the Cleveland Indians because the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> you like the pause? The Cleveland. I just Cleveland. Indians. The Cleveland. Indians. I, I, but, but. <laughs> What what frustrated me the most is that they didn't get blown out, that our pitching staff pitched okay, and that we held them and we just couldn't hit the ball. It's frustrating when you see an offense that has eight guys on the team that hit twenty home runs this season. Yeah, I think it's seven, and then Castillo would be the number eighth because he's got nineteen. Yeah, and Castillo will be seventh. Well, if no, you count, if Beckham. You count Beckham, oh, right, Beckham's right. got eight for the season. And but to have that lineup. And you're not scoring runs is ridiculous. Yeah, and you're not. You have these expanded rosters, and Buck could could just have give Buck ten guys for offense. Right, he could care less about. Let's call everybody up. Chance Cisco, no. come up. Is there a limit? <laughs> Santana, come up. Right. What? So Austin Hayes, come up. So, so a, you can keep the bench warm. Right. So Aquino got sent down because they had to make room on the forty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Forty man roster. Is Aquino really like there was no one else they could clear off that forty man? And again, everyone else is getting paid. I, I don't even know. I couldn't get past that because Austin Hayes was done it to sit on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> he was taking a 40 man to sit on the bench. And next year, I guess he has to start in the majors. I don't know what's going to do next year, but he's going to hold a 40 man spot next year that could have gone to someone else. Mm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I see Alec Asher on there. That I think he would have been all right to let go. Uh, is Chris, yeah, we got a whole lot of pitchers. All right, here. Chris Lee's on there. Did, they didn't bring Chris Lee up. I'd like to see Chris Lee up here. Chris Chris Lee has, has a year of fifty five right, in the minors. All right, I've been traveling, so I haven't watched. Uh, been able to watch a lot of these games because I've been on the West Coast. Yeah, I've been watching them. Could, pissed uh, off. Has number twenty four <laughs> had a single plate appearance yet? Mister Pedro Alvarez. <laughs> is he, what's so. he? What's he doing? What's he doing on this team if he's not know. if he's not pinch hit in, in, in key moments? I know there, there's pinch hit pinch hit spots right. too. I know. Are we holding on to him for when we play Pittsburgh in the final week of baseball? I don't even think Pedro Alvarez is good, but how the freak does Joey Ricker get get in that bat past the seventh inning? I have no idea. Especially <laughs> when you've got Pedro Alvarez, Austin Hayes, Chance Cisco. Uh, uh, yeah, you've got guys who can get. Or we all can hit better than Joey Ricker. It's it's ridiculous. You know, I know. It's very frustrating. You know, yeah. Oh, I forgot about Santander. He's on there too. Yeah, he you've he, got, he hasn't sniffed. You, a... you can pinch hit for an, Pedro for Joey Rickert, and then you've got Santander who can go in and do defense. You've got guys. What is going on? I I I don't know. I'm so frustrated by Bucks managing. I could by tell. the GM moves. Yeah. I just I've just had it, and I'm not even mad at Mark Trumbo. I'm not even mad. Because you know why I'm not mad at Mark Trumbo? Because before he even steps into the Dodgers box, I'm already mad. So I can't get any more mad. I'm already mad. So I'm not even more mad. And I, I mean, I'm okay with them not making the playoffs. It's just I hate for them to go down like this. 
go down. What's you know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. That's what the Orioles are doing right now. Yeah, doing the same thing over and over again. Same stupid lineup every time. Well, oh we have gosh. tickets to two games next week. Are you still going to go? I mean, it sounds like you don't care anymore. I'm going to go. I'm going to boo. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go to boo. I'm pissed off. Well, I'm Friday, not, Friday night, I'm well, at least we get a hoodie. Anymore. I'm angry now. We get a hoodie Friday night. Or do we go see the Red Sox and the uh, Rays to finish out the season? Right? Wednesday and Friday of next week, but we can talk about that next Monday, I guess. Okay, you, you do the expanded roster. You know what I never understood? You have the expanded rosters. You can keep up to 40 guys on your baseball team. Like, oh, in the dugout? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Why That's you crazy. Just, it's so I, crowded. Yeah, but why wouldn't you just bring all 40? Well. Everyone else does it. Yeah, I Who's mean, because Peter Angelus has to pay them all a, a bigger, oh, the bigger better salary. minimum, yeah. Um, what I don't understand, though, is why don't why doesn't every team have, like, the Orioles don't have many pinch runners available. Why don't you have just a professional sprinter? To just, call just up for September? for September for only to pinch run. Like, like, like Mr. Freeze or whatever. They yeah. got down in His only job, he never hits. He never plays the field. Yeah, yeah. He just pinch runs in the eighth or ninth inning. Yeah, ask the Boston Red Sox bases. if that's important. Or right? why that Dave he, Roberts guy I mean, they put in in 2004. Right. Well, that, it, or yeah, or what, what the Kansas City did with um, they've got one. Gore. They've got Austin Hayes. I think he's fast. No. He's not? No, he doesn't have any steals in the minors. Oh, okay. The big steal in the minors. You can't steal in the minors. You can't steal in the minors. Well, DJ Stewart's the big steal in the minors. Yeah, he's not that fast. Right. I'm talking about a speedster. Just like he doesn't even know how. I don't care if he even knows how to play baseball. You mean like you want to be like back in the 90s? Just go to track. Just find the college's track teams and get the fastest guy and put in a major league squad. You want to you want to be like in the 1900s where was it wasn't the Red Sox that he tried the midget? He tried the midget. Yeah, tried the midget just to get the better strike zone. Yeah, I'm telling you what, a midget could help out this team once in a while when we need that crucial walk. Yeah, you you then you pinch pinch and and then you pinch run for him, the fastest player of all time. Yep, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, is Brian Roberts available? It's been a frustrating week. (laughs) But the, the weird thing is, what are we three games out? Yeah. So if they play well, then care. then you can get excited again. But it's been a tough, tough week. Yeah. We're under five hundred again, aren't we? I believe we are under. Yeah, I believe we're yes. under five hundred. One game under. Yeah. So much I, for that seventh game winning streak we had a while ago. Um, I saw I saw an article right. <laughs> before. Got to get another seven. Yeah. Right. Right, right for coming on the show, I saw an article on um this hurricanes, is a, a website called SB Nation. Rescuing dogs and hurricanes. Right. MLB Daily Dish. <laughs> ten MLB managers who could be on the hot seat. Uh-oh. Number ten, your Buck Showalter. Can he be on the hot seat if his contract's up next year? Is that still a hot seat? Well, that makes it more likely to be fired, I would imagine. Right. Um, it, Duquette's all going after this year, right? No, they're no both they have the same, which uh, sucks because what I really want to do is see Orioles baseball without the M. Duquette. But we've heard over and over again, go, 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 going back to the Toronto saga, maybe even before that, about tension between Buck Showalter and Dan Duquette. Right. Um, I don't. I don't know how they can work together for another year. To be honest, I mean, I think we've all kind of assumed when Buck Showalter was done, he would move to the front office. Is that is that where we see this heading in Baltimore? Yeah, I mean that's what we were all assuming. I think Brady Anderson mixes that up a little bit, and I think us being kind of going through Buck Showalter fatigue a little bit too, right? But I don't know how much we're are we fatigued as a city? Are we fatigued with Buck Showalter, or it says has Buck Showalter? It's kind of like we do. We just blame Dan Duquette all the time. Yeah, see, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know we, who to be pissed off at. Like we have no clue. Like we have no clue if Buck 
wanted Austin Hayes. Uh, my guess assumed, is he didn't, right? right, right or he would be playing. Right, exactly, just like Kim. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense that if he wanted him, he would be playing him. Right. But and Dan that, Duquette probably he thought. Wouldn't, he wouldn't want him just to sit on the bench. Yeah. He's right. not doing anything. No, and we've got other outfielders on the bench. Has anybody asked him? No, because he was. <laughs> Do you want Austin Hayes on your baseball what do you team? Think he's why? Gonna... Why is Austin Hayes on this team right now? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, because, yeah, he did. He did, and he'll say uh, the same typical stuff. He's a good baseball player who well, can help us. We give him some experience in the major league clubhouse. Well, he was put there to pitch against to hit against lefties, and so he would argue we've just been facing a string of right-handers, so he hasn't been playing. Uh, but when yeah, we start yeah. playing lefties, he'll start to play for oh, Seth like, Smith like again. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Boring. <laughs> Not this show, just that 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 same answer regurgitated over. Well, it's over because again. he can't say Dan Duquette. Dan screwed me. Dan was like with all the Kim stuff. Why isn't Kim yeah. playing? He can't say. Well, Dan won't let me get rid of him. Sports would be a lot more interesting if the players and coaches actually told the truth. Yeah. What if Buck? <laughs> what if Buck kept telling Kim to go play, and Kim never understood, so he never <laughs> ran out there. It, the kid's not understanding. Right. Me. Buck kept saying, <laughs> "Pinch it, pinch it," and he just sat there. So weeks went by. Kid speaks bad English. What can I say about yeah, it? Mean, he seemed to be having a good time on the bench when he was with the Orioles. <laughs> he uh, was a good cheerleader. Have Joe Flacco be a GM. I feel like Joe Flacco is always honest. Even, <laughs> yeah. When they, really? even, yeah, even when they asked him about the injuries, like, oh, I don't know. I know they said I got lifting weights, but I really don't know how I got <laughs> yeah. it. Like, he's just so honest. When they asked, honest I heard Joe. him before the game on Sunday, they asked him at, after he practiced for the first time in, like, months, what's it going to be like when you get that first NFL hit? Is it, and is it going to hurt? He's like, I don't know. I'll get hit, and then uh, if it hurts, you know, I'll 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 know that it hurt. But uh, you know, if it hit, if I get hit hard, I'm sure it'll hurt. But if I get up quickly, it might not hurt that much. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll feel it the next day. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think you call that honesty. I think that's more of like not the smartest guy on the field. <laughs> Why well, he doesn't? Know it was very. It was like five minutes of just talking about whether or not it's going to hurt. Like he just kept rambling. I was like, get to the end of your answer. <laughs> did, did they check him for concussion protocol yeah, after that interview? The, they should have. <laughs> that, that that should be the. So I check this guy's protocol. head. He can't they, finish a sentence. Right. Forget coming out and checking your eyes. They should just come out and you answer an interview question. Hey, we were watching the interview tape. Uh, we need to put you in for <laughs> yeah. concussion protocol based on the interview. <laughs> That's what they they did that in the middle of the game when he took that big hit yeah, yesterday. Yep. Yeah, they they, they caught have somebody from up top. watching. From I believe upstairs. it's whenever your head hits the ground, like the back of your head hits the ground or yeah. whatever. You got to go in. It's a independent viewer from upstairs watching it. Right. It's kind of like the guy who watches golf at home and then calls in and yeah, screws yeah. everything up. Well, they have a, and they have a secret curtain apparently on the sideline where they they don't go to the locker room, but they put him in this little secret mm. curtain room. If I in feel like room. someone has a concussion, am I allowed to call Tent. in? Right. Can I call into the stadium and say, hey? So and so got hit okay, hard. Con- check that guy. A concussion. You just check the eyes, right? Why do you need to be in a tent? Uh, I don't know. Why, maybe, do, you, why do you need to be closed in? You need to drop his pants for the concussion I mean, protocol. I mean, that's <laughs> what. It's, it's, do you know what goes on in the concussion pro- protocol? Does anyone know what goes on? With the I know they got to check his head, but I figured it was just like this uh, head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, abort! 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 Oh, <laughs> uh, we're almost <laughs> at an hour yet. <laughs> We're not past nine, 9 o'clock yet, so we can't. We got to be careful. What we I, got, I can't get too zany. Yeah, the kids are still listening. That's right. Now we've gone, gone, we've gone a good uh, what five years without having to add that explicit tag. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to start now. I'll keep it clean. All right, all right. So 
Well, we got Toronto. Who we got out to Toronto uh, in this in this Orioles? Toronto. Then we go. To, then we go to New York, All right. and then we come home for loss. Boston and Tampa, uh, and then we go to Pittsburgh. Explain that one for two games. This is yeah, two games crap. in Pittsburgh at the end of the season is crap. Interleague play. Actually, you know what? At this point in the season, if we were winning, if we had playoff potential, I would be really upset about it because I hate interleague play. It's garbage, and it shouldn't have any place in games. And, and at least Pittsburgh's run. bad. Yeah, but you're going to Pittsburgh where you go automatically. The Ameri- in interleague play, the American League team is always at the disadvantage. Correct, and our pitchers are going to have to bat, and it's stupid. And it, right. Our pitchers should never be batting in late and September. Let's say, let's say magic happened, and they're, and they're still fighting for that wild card slot that late in the season. You want your pitchers up there where they could get hurt? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's stupid. But since we're not going to the playoffs, at least it's something to watch. I like uh, the Pittsburgh Pirate Stadium looks cool on television. Why aren't we going up there? How far away is it's Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh? It's about four hours. Still, when do you get to go to PNC Park? Mm, not this year. It's on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Oh, well, that's why we're not going. It's a Tuesday <laughs> and a Wednesday. So... Um, when we talked last Monday, it was right after the Orioles lost a day game to the Yankees, and we said they were done. And then the next, or you, you said they were done. I wasn't quite there. I've been saying they're done since May. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then they bounced back on Tuesday and won seven to six. That was the Manny walkoff, a game they have no business winning are whatsoever. You, are you tired of really huge? wins like Manny's walk-off where you say this is something to build on and then the pitching and then you lose bad the next day one to nine in the next yeah. game like this team uh, that afternoon game with Sonny Gray like, couldn't hit whenever yeah. there's excitement and something huge you get it all up for this team and then they crap to bed yeah it was fun to watch them on Sunday Night Baseball yesterday I enjoyed that yeah I mean, it was all Indians it was, it was love, I mean but. it was two national <laughs> games Saturday they were on uh Fox. Yeah, yeah but the Indians are breaking like records. Sunday night with uh, ESPN's kind of cool. They're winning five to nothing right now in the fourth inning. Yeah, that's on Monday night. That's historic. You know what's also historic? Are you guys paying attention to what's going on in Los Angeles with the Dodgers? They they've, they've, they've won apart. sixteen in a row, but then they lost ten in a row or something. They're yeah. they're very much flip flopping. Yeah, like what? I mean, they're still going to win the division and everything, but still. Yeah, that's what's happened with. The Diamondbacks, because the Diamondbacks have owned them. Like they were in in like three in two weeks, they went from being twenty games to ten games or something crazy like that. It's been, it's been as remarkable as the Cleveland Indian run with the wins has been, and that's been remarkable. Um, I think just as remarkable is the the collapse of the of the Dodgers. Just pretty amazing. But the fact remains, they already have ninety two wins, and it's September eleventh. I mean, they're going to the playoffs. The, the more remarkable thing is with the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, who are, are – are they in the playoff? Do they have a playoff? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. they've got – they're so five games the up card. in the wild card spot. Yeah. So they're going to make the playoffs. But right now, the Diamondbacks are nine games behind. Yes. Right? If you go back – let me just shh, go back here. Right now it's September 11th. Let's go back to – what do we want to go? August 20 – August – let's go August 25th. All right? Just, just for kicks and giggles, a random date. Right now they're nine games back. August twenty fifth, they were twenty one games back. Wow, okay. isn't that amazing? Yeah, over just a couple weeks. In two weeks, go from twenty one to nine. We're just three games. A couple weeks, we could be seven games up. <laughs> okay, I don't think there's enough baseball <laughs> left for that. Uh, uh, no, but if you were a Dodgers fan, are you content though that they've got ninety some wins already? They're going to the playoffs, but uh, are you worried now? 
Like, or oh, yeah. they, they can coast now the rest of the season. They can coast the whole month of September. They're not going anywhere. If anything, they just want to get a couple home ga- but, home, home field advantage in a series. No, I think it might even be worse because if, if, if they're the home team, they'll play the win. I mean, if they have the best record in the National League, which right now they, they do, they'll play the winner of the wild card game. Which would be Arizona. Arizona Diamondbacks. Potentially. Own them, yeah. Uh, so maybe they are. Colorado, which Colorado's played well against them too. Maybe they're losing 10 in a row here to let the uh, Nats pick up that home field advantage. Yeah. If the Orioles win tonight, highly unlikely, and then win, <laughs> and then win the rest of their games this season, yeah. highly unlikely. Yeah, they can tie the Cleveland Indians with 19 straight wins. Highly unlikely. Yeah, it's not happening. No, well, it's, and it's Indians highly to, unlikely. Josh, the Indians still have to win tonight to get that 19th consecutive okay. win. Yeah, and it, is it the Oakland Athletics have the records with uh, 21? That was that whole movie Moneyball was all about. Right, right. They didn't go to the World Series, but they set the record for the most consecutive wins. Because that's what matters. I mean, it's not even that That'll we get were, you a movie made about you. It's not even that we're three games back. I feel like just last week where it was us and then the Twins, Angels, Yankees. Now it's us, Tampa, Texas, Angels, Kansas City, Seattle, then the Twins and Yankees. There's just, I mean, like five teams has hopped over us the past week. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it was. It was not long ago we were... Just out of there. Yeah, we were tied with the Angels, and then we even had it. And then the Twins were just right above us, right? And I think we even had a chance where, like, if we win, we move up into that second wild card. Yeah, the Oakland A's have twenty consecutive wins in two thousand two. That's the record in uh, modern baseball. But the the teams before that, nineteen thirty five Cubs had twenty one. The Chicago White Stockings of eighteen eighty had twenty one wins in a row, and the New York Giants of nineteen sixteen. Had twenty six wins in a row. Our uh, our elimination number for the wild card right now is seventeen. That's going to so quickly, you're saying we have a chance. That's gonna, <laughs> I'm saying that's quickly going to go down, and it'll be interesting to see where we're at next week. Yeah, interesting is one word for it. If we're still doing this show at all, well, the Ravens will win on <laughs> Sunday, so we'll still have that. That's true. Hopefully, yeah. I'll watch the Ravens game. I'll give you that much. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Oh boy, it's everyone's favorite time. Let's kick it over for our, to the intern for thoughts, corrections, analyses, fun facts. What you got for us, intern? So I found out last year that the Ravens had 18 total interceptions in the season. Okay, so Eric Weddle and C.J. Mosley both led the team with four each. So we're uh, almost a quarter of the way there in Week One to yeah. matching last year's record or last year's number. And this year in 2017, Pedro Alvarez has had two major league appearances. They were on September 5th and September 7th, and he struck out in both. <laughs> uh, that's why we called him up. And in the minors, Austin Hayes actually has five stolen bases this year. However, he's been caught stealing seven times. Yeah, that's not uh, our answer to the stealing bases in the ninth inning. No, but uh, do we have anybody on the team with five stolen bases this year? Manny Machado. Five? I think Manny Machado's yeah, Manny Machado, got more I, than that. I think he's got close to ten. Yeah, he might have double digit. I think he has ten. I think Joey Rickard might have more than five, too. I don't know. See how quickly the intern can pull that up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I also want to let you know that Austin Hayes has nine total stolen bases, and he's been caught stealing ten total times. Isn't that what he just what, what, Wait, know, he just told us five and seven. You said no, five and seven. his minor league career, he's been caught. He's had nine stolen bases. Oh, in his whole oh, career. Okay. okay. All right. Ten times. Gotcha, gotcha. That's two years. Yeah. Gotcha. Correct. Yeah. All right. Correct. Yep, you're right. Manny Machado has nine stolen bases. Joey Rickard has seven. Craig Gentry has five. So he's tied with Craig Gentry. If you count 
what it, he did in the minor, minor leagues. Right, in the minor leagues. <laughs> so really but then you would have to have what Craig Gentry did in the minor leagues. That's really not that applicable. Number. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, those careers up, I think but Gentry's still the in. the point is, even in the minors, we have no one who can come up and just pinch run for us. Correct. But yep, that's everything I have. Thank you, Intern. Thank you. Love you. All right, we're ready to get out of here. You can yes. uh, do all the normal stuff. Even though the Orioles suck, we'll still be be awesome for you. So tell us how awesome we are by writing us a review on section uh, on the iTunes. <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> on the iTunes. Yes. Go to the iTunes and write us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter at Section336Show. Like our Facebook page. Just search Section336 where we're live every Monday at 730 on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Bert on Twitter. At uh, Bert Rohde. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. And you can follow the intern on Twitter. At WWN. But I want to recommend it. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Ravens. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches. Thank you.